the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump took time to wish the nation a happy Thanksgiving in his weekly media address. We also pause to pray for all of those who have suffered loss this year, especially survivors and families of the innocent Americans who were victims of the horrific and hateful acts of violence. In Paris today, French police fired tear gas, water cannons to disperse demonstrators. They would turn out, uh, turned out, I should say, to protest rising fuel taxes as well as the presidency of Emmanuel Macron. Despite the continued growth of online retail, the Black Friday lines at brick-and-mortar stores plenty long yesterday. People like Amanda Taylor went shopping for some new kitchen gadgets. I'm really into, like, the weird smart home stuff. I just bought a microwave that has smart home function, so I can tell it to cook me food. And Black Friday was expected to be the busiest shopping day of the year. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh wants lawmakers to get their act together. I'm mad at Congress. According to federal law right now, did you know this? You can enter this country illegally, raise your right hand and say, I'm here to seek asylum. Change that law right now. I believe the power should be vested in the legislative branch. Change this law. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio you're listening to am 1280 the patriot today it is a high of 38 20 percent chance of rain and snow but a 100 percent chance of fog and mist some of your favorite am 1280 the patriot podcasts are now available in podcasts listen on demand at am 1280 the patriot just click the podcast tab there You'll have access to a deep archive of interviews, conversations on the big happenings of the week, and other hot topics. That's am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T-3. Two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. There we go. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. Yes, uh, folks, you're not in a time warp. It is Saturday afternoon. It is me, Brad, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Glad to be with you. And our phone number, if you'd like to weigh in on any topic, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Fear not, uh, for those of you who uh, enjoy Mitch's uh, broadcasts, I being one of them, of course, uh, he will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. Mitch is out on assignment today, uh, and he's probably resting up for the uh, big gig that he has tonight at uh, Eagles 94 out in Stillwater. This is totally unsolicited. Mitch did not put me up to this, by the way. Uh, he, his band, Elephant in the Room, is going to be playing a second show at Eagles 94 tonight. I guess they were out there last night, and Mitch said, you know, I kind of got a little arrogant because I'm 70 pounds lighter, and I figured I could do the duck walk on stage, but my knees didn't quite agree with it. That's a quote coming directly from Mitch. So <laughs> so uh, uh, he may not be getting into it as much tonight, but uh, you can depend on a good show with his cover band, Elephant in the Room. Again, that's from 8 to midnight at Eagles 94 in Stillwater. It's where the old famous Dave's used to be. Uh, just go 36 east, and if you hit Highway 95, yeah, you've gone a little too far. But uh, I forget the road you turn left on and get into the frontage road there. But uh, just look up Eagles 94 on your GPS. Everybody's got GPS now, right? 
And uh, I will be out there, and I actually uh, some high school buddies who live in the area, they're going to be joining me as well. So I'm going to have kind of like my own mini high school reunion in addition to indulging in the uh, band Elephant in the Room. It's going to be a fun night regardless, so we hope to see you out there. Uh, no guests today for me. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I, I reached out to a couple of folks, and of course, you know, a lot of people are still with their families, traveling, holidays, and I get that. So uh, there's always so much news going on week in and week out that I really don't need guests ever, but you know, no one wants to listen to me ramble for two hours, especially me. So, <laughs> so uh, we like to have people come in whenever possible, but uh, uh, no guests this weekend or th- uh, this particular show, but a lot of uh, news going on this past week. Uh, I talked a little bit about this last Sunday's show. I, I did mention that it looked like uh, incumbent Florida Senator Bill Nelson was getting ready to concede as the Florida recounts wrapped up. Of course, these uh, uh, this, the races for governor and U.S. senator out of Florida were very close. I, I believe they were both less than, <clears throat> excuse me, one-half of 1%. And that triggered a a recount. And, of course, we talked a little bit about the shenanigans that were taking place in Broward County and how they were not being transparent as to how many ballots were coming in and they were not updating their website. It was just a they they were skirting Florida election law. And this was the thing that was frustrating. And this is this goes on. You know, everybody looks at everything through their own partisan lens. And this is why issues aren't appropriately broached is because everybody looks at things through their own political lens, their own partisan lens, if you were, their own political prism, if you will. And what the Republicans were being accused of doing is trying to suppress votes coming in. And they're saying, we're trying to do no such thing. We're trying to make the Broward County Election Office transparent because that is in accordance with Florida law. They ha- There are statutes in place to say, this is how often you have to report of the number of ballots coming in and how many are coming in and so forth. Because all of a sudden, all these extra ballots started showing up and they weren't reporting where they came from, when they came in and whatnot, and there's deadlines to meet. Because particularly when it concerns overseas ballots, you know, particularly military members from overseas, they're going to cast their ballots and obviously it's going to take some time to get to the U.S. So there's some special dispensation for those. And as long as those are postmarked November 6th, they can arrive as late as November 16th, so 10 days after Election Day, and still be counted. As lo- Again, as long as they arrive by November 16th. But the, the office, the Broward County Elections Office, they weren't being transparent as to when these were showing up. So no one was flat out accusing anybody of fraud, but they're saying, you know what? If you're not being open, honest, and transparent and in compliance with Florida election law, then we got to assume that there's some shenanigans afoot, so to speak. And also, you had the uh, you had incumbent Senator Bill Nelson and the Democrat gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum demanding that non-citizen votes be counted, and they were suing to have those votes counted, which was ridiculous. It's like what what kind of what what kind of alternate universe are you living in to think that these non-citizen votes should count in this particular election. So all I could think of was the nightmare of Florida 2000. Remember that, of course, it came, the presidential election came down to the state of Florida, and whoever won the state of Florida between Al Gore and George W. Bush, that's who would win the presidency because it was that close. And it's like, I don't want to live through that nightmare again. Well, fortunately, uh, it was resolved last Sunday, and Andrew Gillum gave his second concession speech in less than two weeks, uh, conceding to the winner, uh, Ron DeSantis, who was elected governor. And uh, Governor Rick Scott was running for U.S. Senate. He was declared the winner as uh, Senator Bill Nelson uh, conceded. And here is a uh, Fox News story from this past Tuesday. Uh, Florida on Tuesday certified the results of its elections, officially declaring Republican Rick Scott the winner of the state's Senate race and Republican Ron DeSantis, the victor of the governor's contest after nearly two weeks of contentious recounts. The results of the November 6th election were certified by Florida's Elections Canvassing Commission. Official results turned in Sunday showed DeSantis defeating Andrew Democrat Andrew Gillum with a winning margin of 32,463 votes, 
of more than 8 million cast. So, I mean, you know, do the math right there. That's less than one half of 1%. And the results showed Scott, Florida's outgoing governor, defeating incumbent Democrat Senator Bill Nelson by just over 10,000 votes. Nelson conceded to Scott on Sunday, tweeting that things turned out a little differently than we had hoped, but I by no means feel defeated. I've had the privilege of serving the people of Florida for most of my life. It's been a rewarding journey, a very humbling experience. No one could be more blessed. Scott, in turn, thanked Nelson for his years of service. Scott has now won narrow victories in three statewide races since 2010. So there you have it. Uh, And whenever... It seems like these days, whenever Republicans win close races, you know, first off, people automatically look at the uh, the you know the crosstabs and the and the exit polls and who voted, you know, which share of the Hispanic vote or white vote or, or black vote did the particular candidates get, and 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 so on and so forth. And of course, going into uh, a couple of weeks ahead of election day, both the Democrats, Andrew Gillum for governor, and Bill Nelson for re-election as U.S. Senator, were leading their respective opponents. Again, this was only two weeks to go. And I bring this up because this just shows you that Barack Obama still got it. He is still the anti-King Midas of the Democrat Party, meaning whatever he touches turns to, I'll just say, caca. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he went and stumped in all of these close races, he well, he stumped in a lot of different races, but let's be honest. When you're stumping for Democrats in Illinois and Senator Tim Kaine, Democrat in Virginia, all those candidates were heavily favored to win. So that's basically just trying to run up the score. That shows no real conquest that those particular uh, candidates emerged victorious. But some of the key races, very close races that he campaigned for were, again, both statewide races in Florida, the Florida Senate and Florida governor, the Indiana Senate race where incumbent Joe O'Donnelly ended up being defeated, and the governor's race in Georgia where uh, the Ofra-chosen uh, candidate Stacey, Abram, Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, was defeated by, uh, was defeated by uh, Brian Kemp. Sorry, I didn't, uh, didn't recall the gentleman's name there. So, uh, oh, we're going to get, yeah, we'll get to that, uh, we'll get to that Georgia race in a little bit. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of misinformation out about that, uh, about that particular race. So, um, we'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit. But Guy Benson put together a, a fascinating recap at Town Hall Magazine about how those four races in particular that Obama campaigned for, close races, all went to the Republican. And, Barack Obama left the Democrat Party basically in its worst shape it's been, which means when I say worst shape, I mean the number of seats they actually held in governor's mansions, state legislatures, and, of course, Congress. Because when Barack Obama was not on the ballot during his presidency, his party got shellacked, the 2010 and 2014 midterms and the 2016 uh, pre- uh, elections where, of course, they we elected a new president. So that between all of those, someone, someone did the math. Between the time Barack Obama took office in early 2009 to when he left office in early 2017, in eight-year span, Democrats, Democrats lost nearly 1,000 seats when you factor in U.S. House, U.S. Senate, obviously the White House, state legislatures, and governor's mansions. 1,000 seats. The party was in the worst shape it's been electorally in almost a century. And yet he went out there to stump for all of these candidates in all these close races. Again, the two statewide races in Florida, Indiana, U.S. Senator out of Indiana, and the governor's race in Georgia, and the Democrats went 0 for 4. And yet he's still out there condescending as ever, sanctimoniously pointing his finger at Republicans. I mean, this past week, apparently he chided Republican voters if they didn't believe in climate change. They were racist and had mommy and daddy issues or something goofy like that. I mean, honest to God, you know, far be it for me to to, to, to advise Democrats against bringing them out there because, it, you know, it, it's obviously an advantage to Republicans. But why in the world do you continue to bring him out there when he's been a consistent loser for eight years? Again, 
the glaring exceptions, of course, being when he's at the top of the ballot because he was his cult of personality. But when he's not, he's repudiated at every turn. Even now that he's out of office, he's still got the gift of kind of being the anti-King Midas. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, as as someone who is a partisan uh, right-wing voter, I say Democrats continue to bring him out there. Again, far be it for me to tell you you're, you're goofing it up, but... You know, do so, continue to bring them out there at your at your own peril, I guess. Um, folks, if you listen to my show on a regular basis, and I always kind of tease it by saying the, the bumper music that I play is, I have a theme each and every Sunday, a specific theme. Uh, and no one is, other than our operations manager, Lee Michaels, no one has been able to guess what it is. So I kind of got that mysterious thing going. And I, and I usually carry that theme when I fill in for Mitch on Saturdays, but today I'm changing it up a little bit. Uh, last month, they announced, I believe it was 15 different nominees to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame during their 2019 ceremony. So I've got uh, 12 different nominees uh, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 2019 induction ceremonies, of which bumper music I'm going to play. I'm going to start off with Janet Jackson. Now, this is one of my uh, favorite Janet Jackson tunes from our Rhythm Nation album that came out, I believe, back in the late 80s. Uh, and that's kind of going to be the bumper music theme today is uh, songs by Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees for the 2019 induction ceremony. So definitely enjoy that. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. My name is Amy, and I have two children at Christian Heritage Academy. Tell us about your daughter's first few days at Christian Heritage Academy. Our daughter struggles with a little bit of anxiety. Starting the day is difficult for her, and Principal Gail Wolf had a solution to have a reason to come in in the morning and get over that. So the bigger reason for her to get through the door in the morning was to go check on a plant in the principal's office. And she loved going to check on her plant. She would water it every day, and that got her through the door on time. And then she forgot about everything else, and then she was able to go to class. How's your daughter doing now? Everything worked out very perfectly, and that's an example of being known and loved. What would you say to parents like you who are considering a Christian education? It's true that there are other well-known, bigger Christian schools out there, but Christian Heritage Academy is by far the best-kept secret in the Twin Cities. Take a leap of faith. Contact Christian Heritage Academy at chacademy.com. That's chacademy.com. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Visiting Angels is America's choice in senior home care. We believe your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels provides personal home care up to 24 hours per day, including meals and light housework. Ask about our dementia care at home. You'll select your professional caregiver. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in home care. This giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And until December 2nd, you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Plus, save on other photo gifts. It's our best deal of the season. So get Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code RADIO60. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code RADIO60. Montag lieben, glauben, globen. 
Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Yeah, filling in for Mitch Berg today. Mitch, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. He'll be filling in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. Hey, speaking of the Northern Alliance, are you a member of our fan club yet? <laughs> what the heck not? Go to m1280thepatriot.com right now and click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And don't forget to check out our November Book of the Month, Why We Fight Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies by Dr. Sebastian Gorka. I attempted to uh, get Dr. Gorka on the show today. Unfortunately, he is, well, not unfortunately, he's enjoying time with his family. That's a good thing. It's a holiday weekend. He's enjoying his time with his family, so he was unavailable today. But Dr. Gorka will be on with me to, uh, a week from tomorrow. So Sunday, December 2nd, Dr. Sebastian Gorka will be on to promote his latest book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies, with no apologies. Uh, you have an opportunity to maybe uh, get a copy of the uh, book of the month by being a member of the Patriot Fan Club. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club, and find out all about it today. And we appreciate your continued support. Uh, recapping the elections from this past week, or the finality of the Florida and Georgia elections, specifically where the uh, final verdict was uh, given. Uh, Ron DeSantis was elected Republi- uh, Republican, elected governor in F- of Florida. Uh, Rick Scott, Republican, elected U.S. Senator out of Florida. And Brian Kemp, uh, Republican, elected governor of Georgia. So uh, this is... This was a rather contentious race down in Georgia as well. Of course, you had Oprah Winfrey going down there to campaign on behalf of Stacey Abrams. And, and just an aside, imagine you're, you're sitting at home watching your Saturday college football game of the week, and the doorbell rings, and you're yelling at someone to get the door, and like your five-year-old kid goes up and, and answers the door, and it's Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah asks to see mom or dad, and they say, sorry, mom, dad's busy, they can't come to the door, and Oprah just moves on. And you missed a chance to talk face to face with Oprah Winfrey. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be wild? I, I I kind of equated it to when Prince was still with us. There was a time he was a, you know he may have still been a Jehovah Witness when he passed away. I'm not sure, but he was a practicing Jehovah's Witness, and he did the door knocking. He went door to door, giving out tracts and pamphlets to people like Jehovah's Witnesses are wont to do. Okay. Again, imagine living in your in your palatial Chanhassen estate, and Prince comes knocking on your door. I, I mean, I don't know. again, just an aside, but uh, crazy times we live in. That is that is for sure. Uh, however, the Oprah effect did not come into play for Stacey Abrams as she was defeated by Brian Kemp. Uh, her concession speech, well, it was a non-concession concession speech, and I'll read a uh, story from the Weekly Standard. Uh, on Friday, Democrat Stacey Abrams, a Georgia gubernatorial candidate who narrowly lost to Brian Kemp, delivered the single most ungracious and self-serving concession speech we can remember. Uh, so so let's be clear, she said. This is not a speech of concession because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. As a woman of conscious conscience and faith, I cannot concede that. But my assessment is the law currently allows no further viable remedy. Now, I can certainly bring a new case to keep this one contest alive, but I won't I don't want to hold public office if I need to scheme my way into the post. Because the title of governor isn't nearly as important as our shared title, voters. And that is why we fight on. Again, that's the quote from Stacey Abrams, the loser in the Georgia gubernatorial race. Uh, vowing to fight on or keep the movement alive is de rigueur in concession speech, concession speeches, but Abrams was trying to rob her opponent of legitimacy. On Sunday, speaking to Jake Tapper on, State, on CNN State of the Union, Abrams acknowledged that Kemp, who has been Secretary of State since 2010, is legally the governor-elect, but entangled herself in a double-negative rhetorical question to avoid calling the election legitimate. Here's her quote. Will I say this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. She claims her opponent suppressed Democratic votes, but there is no evidence for this. Abrams and her allies put out large numbers of people who have removed from 
uh, or excuse me, Abrams and her allies point out that large numbers of people have been removed from voter rolls. 1.5 million Georgians since 2012, but their contention that Kemp purged these names as Secretary of State is false. The state's use it or you lose it law passed in 1997 by a Democrat legislature and signed by Democrat Governor Zell Miller requires that voters who don't vote or otherwise respond to requests from local voting offices to update their registration status be deemed inactive. This ensures that people who have died or moved away can no longer vote in state elections, i.e. that their identities can't be used for untoward electoral purposes. Well, imagine, let me just kind of an aside here, imagine that in concert with Minnesota's election laws. If you can find someone within your precinct that can vouch for you and say, yeah, this is John Doe who lives on uh, Main Street in Ramsey, Minnesota, you know, just kind of taking my precinct where I live, Ramsey, Minnesota, yeah, this is John Doe, lives on uh, Main Street in Ramsey, Minnesota. Yeah, that, this is this is him. Oh, okay, sign here, Mr. Doe. Okay, and he signs on John Doe's uh, signature line. Well, what if John Doe croaked? And this guy is voting using John Doe's identity. But because John Doe hasn't been purged from the voter or purged from the voter rolls, you know, upon his death, okay, and purged is the term that's being used, and I don't know that that's necessarily appropriate, you have to you have to be proactive in maintaining your voting status. I mean, people emphasize every election season how important voting is and how people have died for this right and this opportunity to cast a vote. Don't you think you should assign a little bit of importance to it? Is that unfair? That's why Georgia passed this law. I mean, shouldn't 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 voting, you know, Utilizing democracy shouldn't that be worth a little bit of effort here? See, this is this is what we've this is a lot of what we face in America. We don't realize how sacred this opportunity is. So, as a result, there should be a little proaction. There should be a little initiative to ensure that you're in good standing as a voter. You know, it's that important to me. You know, as long my wife and I have lived in the same area, same home since 2008, and when when we registered in 2008. You know we're always going to we're going to stay registered, and we make sure of that. That's one of the first things we do when we move because it means that much to us. So I'll continue with the uh, weekly. Uh, yeah, I love continue with the weekly standard piece. Uh, the Abrams campaign alleges that the number of voters purge spiked in 2017 when 107,000 voters were declared inactive. But the Secretary of State's office points out that the biannual voter roll maintenance didn't take place in 2015 owing a legal cha- owing to a legal challenge, and so there was an unusually high number last year. The final vote tally in Georgia had Abrams down by more than 54,000 votes. If her implied claim that the Republicans stole the election has any truth to it, there must be thousands of legal voters across Georgia who can show that they were denied the right to cast their vote for Stacey Abrams on November 6th. We await their outcry. So, again, this is just part of the obfuscation that Democrats are looking to make, particularly in Florida where they say Republicans were trying to uh, not allow ballots coming in for overseas. Again, not true. They wanted to make sure the letter of the law was followed. They wanted to make sure all those ballots that came in for over, from overseas were, number one, postmarked November 6th. As long as they were postmarked by November 6th and received by November 16th, all good, all legit. But the Broward County office was not being transparent regarding that. So it's okay to call it into question. No one was alleging fraud. They were basically asking questions. Why are you not complying with Florida election law? Okay? is it? Could you possibly ascertain that there might be fraudulent activity if they're so blatantly being non-transparent? Maybe. But no one flat out said, oh, there's fraud going on here. They just wanted to make sure that election law was followed closely because it is such a close election. It is... You know, our, our Salem Media Group colleague, Hugh Hewitt, you know, broadcasts his show on Salem Media Group uh, nationally every weekday morning, wrote a book many years ago, and it's so prophetic. If it's not close, they can't cheat, okay? Well, these elections are close, so you want to make darn sure that neither side is cheating. And what's the best way to do that? 
ensure that they're complying with laws already on the books. And the fact that Republicans were demanding transparency, which is consistent with Florida election laws, they're being accused of uh, of alleging voter fraud. So you just can't win either way. But um, these races are certified, done, over with, and uh, now time to look to uh, 2020, which is a uh, whole other can of worms, that is for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Michael Medved for townhall.com. In the midterms, Democrats captured nearly 40 seats previously held by Republicans, but those losses weren't spread evenly across the country. California, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania each flipped four seats to the Dems, and Virginia delivered three. These results reflected the flawed, flailing candidates at the top of the ticket. Gubernatorial nominees in California and Pennsylvania both lost by more than 17 percentage points. The U.S. Senate candidate in Virginia lost by 16, and even scandal-tarred Democrat Senator Bob Menendez crushed his New Jersey challenger by 11. Such non-competitive statewide races discourage loyal Republicans from bothering to vote, dooming down-ballot candidates. To take back the House in 2020, the GOP needs not only a strong race by the president, but credible, energetic nominees for governor and Senate in every state to give House candidates a shot at success. I'm Michael Medved. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. TheFishTwinCities.com, spreading joy all season long. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Hear Christmas classics and contemporary favorites at TheFishTwinCities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. We all have special dreams. If money were no issue, what's your dream? Join Online Trading Academy for our free investing class by dialing on your cell phone, pound 250, use keyword OTA. Pound 250, keyword O-T-A. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. And no, I am not Mitch Berg. And no, you are not in a time warp. It is indeed Saturday afternoon. I am filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow, one to three p.m. But as always, you can hear King Banyan Saturdays, nine to eleven a.m. on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, The Businessman. It is the King Bandit Show, and uh, if you missed it today, it was a good show, as it always is, so be sure to check out the podcast uh, for the King Bandit Show. Again, go to, uh, I, b- I believe it's uh, kycr.com is the website for the uh, Businessman AM 1440. That is correct, Brad. Okay. Uh, d- uh, I took a stab in the dark, but uh, appreciate Terminator in uh, backing me up on that. He's got my back, as he always has, uh, Mitch's back, so uh, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad that standards aren't being lowered on this side of the microphone, that's for sure. I mean, they may be on this side of the microphone, but definitely not on that side of the Oh, no, I, I hold you at the highest regard, Brad. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Nick. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, again, check out uh, King's Pod 
podcast from today's show if you missed it. Uh, but you can also catch a replay of it from 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, that's what I normally do. I usually head down to the station after church Sunday mornings, and I usually catch about the last half hour of King's show uh, from the from the day before. So uh, always good stuff, that is for certain. Uh, continuing with some news from this past week, I, I kind of mentioned 2020 going to the break uh, last segment about uh, you know we don't get a, we don't we don't really get a take a breath of fresh air anymore between election cycles. I mean, there's a big election; it's pretty contentious. You maybe get your holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then once the new Congress is sworn in uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, early January, all of a sudden you're ramping up for the next election cycle. And I guarantee you, come mid January, there will be prominent Democrats starting to announce their intention to run for president to oppose uh, President Trump as he seeks reelection in 2020. Now, think about that. From January 2019, when I, I would bet some prominent Democrats will announce, to November 2020, Election Day, is 22 months. So we got to endure 22 months of this stuff. Now, again, as radio show hosts, it's plenty of fodder, and that's the serendipity. You always have things to talk about. That's for certain. But I got to tell you, as a citizen... Someone who likes to just be at home and maybe watch, uh, uh, you know, my my favorite sports shows, sports channels, uh, movie channels, what have you. I, I'm not ready to be inundated by political ads or or commercials for the next presidential debate because it's turned into a reality show now, and that stands to reason because we basically elected a reality show star as president. So I get that. But it's basically turned into, well, tune into the debate where Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris take their corners and debate 2020, you know, just whatever, the 2020 presidential Democrat presidential debate. And who knows if President Trump will have a uh, a primary challenger. There's always this fantasy that President Trump will get a primary challenger, particularly those in the Republican Party who are not thrilled with a Trump presidency. OK, so um, and it's just that it is pure fantasy unless Trump gets impeached and thrown, and as a result thrown out of office. And I hate to break it to you anti-Trump folks. That, that seems like a long shot at best. All right. And I may talk about that a little bit later. But I do bring up Trump because uh, all indications are, at least early on. Now, again, it's early. I get that. So whatever signs you're reading now may not necessarily be applicable to 2020. But one thing I think you could agree upon is that you can't rely on Democrat voters staying home like they did in 2016 because they were so disgusted with Hillary. It's just like we're tired of the Clinton dynasty. We don't want any more. We can't stand Trump either. So guess what? We're either going to vote for a third party candidate or stay home because you look at it where Trump had victories where Republicans don't win, like in Michigan. He barely exceeded Romney's vote total in Michigan, Mitt Romney, when he ran in 2012. Trump, I think, only had a few thousand more votes than Mitt Romney got, yet Mitt Romney was crushed in Michigan in 2012, but Trump barely won Michigan in 2016. So what does that tell you? You had a lot of traditional Democrat voters, or a lot of voters who voted for Obama in 2012, didn't vote for Clinton, stayed home, what have you. And the same goes here in Minnesota. I don't think he outpaced much Romney much here in Minnesota, yet Trump lost Minnesota by only a point and a half, whereas Romney lost, I think, by six, seven points. So what does that tell you? Voters were staying home or maybe voting third party. Uh, I can promise you those same voters that typically vote Democrat that either stayed home or voted for third party, it's not going to happen again because they know they have to, de- they, they feel in their minds, we have to defeat Donald Trump. And there was an interesting article at uh, Politico called Warning Signs Mount for the Trump Re-Election Bid. And just a couple of bullet points, some danger signs for Trump. He's the only president in the modern era whose approval rating has never been over 50%. Okay, He's been president. He was elected president a little over two years ago. So he's 22 months into his, into his tenure. His approval rating has never been over 50%. And some of the Democrats' biggest gains in states that powered Trump in 2016 took place in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. All right? Those three states, let me just let me see if I can do math. I mean, I'm a numbers guy for a living, but trying to do it on the fly might be a little little challenging. That's 46 electoral votes 
Okay, so Trump won 306 electoral votes. You take away 46, he's at 260. Boom, done. All right, you need 270 to win. And there was also a record turnout in 2018, which evokes uh, the presidential electorate. All right, and what that means is for midterms, it was, in fact, there was uh, Dave Wasserman, who is with Cook uh, Political, uh, Voter, Political Voting Index, Cook PVI, a nonpartisan site. Yet you, follow Dave Wasserman, Wasserman on Twitter. Uh, his Twitter handle is at redistrict. Okay, I'm a stats geek, and if you're a numbers geek as well, it's a must follow. So what it bro- breaks down is like, look, Trump, uh, the Republicans got 83% of the votes, you know, nationwide. Republicans garnered 83% of the votes or made up 83, cast 83% of the votes of what Trump got in 2016. Now, midterms are notorious for not reaching the number of voters as a presidential election. So Dave Wasserman said, had you told me before the midterms as far as House popular vote, we're just talking U.S. House now. Let me correct, let me let me clarify. U.S. House, Republicans, U.S. House members, U.S. House candidates got 83% of Trump's votes in 2016. Dave Wasserman says, if you'd have told me that prior to this election cycle, I would have said the Republicans keep the House. Period. End of story. You know why they didn't keep the House? Democrats got 95% of Hillary Clinton's votes in this last election cycle. 95. That's, that's absurd. For turnout for one party to be almost the same as a presidential election. Okay? So what does that tell you? Yeah, that's a repudiation of Trump. There's no doubt about it. And there are so many other factors to weigh in. I mean, I listened to King Banyan's show a little bit, you know, on our sister station, AM 1440. Uh, he talked about that recessions obviously are cyclical and the way the economic indicators are faring now obviously we've been very healthy economically for the past several months as a matter of fact i i brought this up several times uh, jared bernstein who was joe biden and barack obama's economic advisor obviously during their tenure as president and vice president that the last jobs report going into election day was about as good as you could possibly get in terms of unemployment percentage number of jobs created what have you Okay, so the the economy was healthy, and yet Trump still got a repudiation at the polls. Democrats gained approximately 40 seats in the U.S. House, all right? I think the final tally will show about 40, which is a pretty pretty good chunk. So you weigh all that in, uh, Trump, all of a sudden, his re-election prospects in 2020 uh, look look like they're on pretty shaky ground. And... Add to that some of his more popular constituencies. And David French wrote about this this past week in National Review, a story entitled, uh, President Trump's Standing is Slipping with the Military and for Good Reason. Uh, Those who are very deep in the heart of the Trump base are familiar with the rote defense of the president. Don't like his Twitter feed? Don't like his press conferences? Pay no attention to what he says. All that matters is what he does. The rhetoric is mere style. The policies policies are true substance. Like most bad arguments that gain a degree of traction, it's based in a kernel of truth. Trump's policies, as a rule, are better than his rhetoric. But that's not a terribly high bar. Heaven help us if his policies track his Twitter feed. Yet when you're president, there are times when style and substance blur, and there are even times when the very job of the president as head of state and commander-in-chief are inescapably laden with symbolism. It is a problem of style or substance when the president... Is it a problem of style or substance when the president fails to visit Arlington National Cemetery? Is it a problem of style or substance when he allows weather to thwart his attendance at a ceremony in France honoring the immense American sacrifices in World War I? And what a failure so far to visit soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan, not to mention his brazen and wholly undeserved insult of Admiral William McRaven, the architect of the Osama bin Laden raid, for failing to find bin Laden sooner? It just so happened it wasn't McRaven's job to find bin Laden. It was his job to oversee the mission to kill the world's most wanted terrorist, and McRaven performed the job magnificently. Last month, even before many of the incidents listed above, the Military Times released a poll indicating that President Trump's standing with the military was declining. 
and again, this was just last month, his overall approval was 43.8%, overall disapproval, 43.1%. So it's basically broke even. I'll continue with David French's piece. Even worse for Trump, the percentage of troops who had a very unfavorable view of Trump exceeded those with a very favorable view by more than seven points, 23.5% to 31%. More than half of all his officers approved of the president. Interestingly, or excuse me, more than half of all officers disapproved of the president. Interestingly, this was after a number of positive things Trump had done. He increased the defense budget considerably. He'd presided over the end of ISIS's physical caliphate, though, of course, not over the end of ISIS itself. His administration had aggressively sought to reform the Veterans Administration. In fact, in the same poll, a solid majority of respondents thought the military was better off under under Trump uh, than Barack Obama. So why the slide? After all, when it came to the military, Trump was set up for success. He extolled the military throughout the campaign. Many service members were ready for a change after eight years of Obama, and there was little love for Hillary Clinton. Right after his election, he surrounded himself with generals, including Jim Mattis, a man who still has a whopping 73.6% approval rating with the troops. Trump started with a reservoir of goodwill, but he's been draining it ever since. There are a couple things I could point to. Uh, There's one in particular how he's talked about sending military down to the U.S.-Mexico border in response, of course, to the migrant caravan that has been coming up from Central America and working its way through Mexico. And there's been some photographic evidence of those that are already at the border and, and, and breaching the border, jumping over the border fence, what little border wall there is. And Trump wanted to send mili- mil- the military down there, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. But then he comes out and says things like, well, if these people are across the border and they start chucking rocks at our military and taking aggressive actions, yeah, you better b- believe we'll fire back. Okay? Um, you're the commander-in-chief of our military, Mr. President, but you're not really uh, – that's not really your wheelhouse to actually dictate what common oper- military operations and tactics take place. I think he kind of was overstepping his bounds a little bit. And – when he was heading to Mar-a-Lago for Thanksgiving just this past week, he was asked by the press pool, you know, about his continuing uh, resistance not visiting war zones. Because this has been, this is what a lot of presidents have done. They visited war zones. They visited troops in Iraq and Afghanistan, particularly over the past decade and a half since those wars have been taking place, and Trump has yet to do so. And he was asked about it, and he said, well, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get there eventually. You know, kind of gave this uh, deflective answer. And they asked, specific, they asked specifically about the troops he sent down to the border recently, just ahead of Thanksgiving. And he basically dismisses, ah, these are tough people. They'll be fine. It's like, it, that's, it just, his remarks seem so very callous. And it's like, I wonder what the family members of those military personnel were thinking when they heard that. You know, this, these, these families looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner, and all of a sudden their loved ones a week ahead of time sent down to the border to defend against the migrant caravan. And for the president to so callously say, ah, they're tough, they'll be fine, they're good. Well, got to go to my luxury resort in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, can you see how bad the optics are there? Those are just horrible optics. I'm sorry. And I know I got a lot of uh, Trump fans in the audience. And if you want to call me up and tell me I'm full of garbage, please feel free to do so, 651-289-4488. But again, I'm, I'm trying to be even-handed here. I'm willing to laud the president's success with economic policies and, and like I say, the latest jobs report that has come out and how the country is, has been flourishing and the two Supreme Court justices that he picked, put on the, that he nominated and were ultimately confirmed. Okay, there's been some undeniably good things to come out of the Trump administration, but he himself continually undermines his own goodwill. And this idea that we're not supposed to point it out is, is ludicrous. So I'm just saying these are just many warning signs ahead of 2020 that if the Democrats just nominate a normal, sane individual to run for president in 2020, um, they have a very good shot of unseating the president, but the Democrats nominating a normal, sane person, not a sure thing, let's be honest. (laughs) 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere.
1280 The Patriot. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. And I'm the one that brought up the problem of illegal immigration, and it's a big problem. Donald Trump did not say anything that was untrue. According to an FBI crime study, it was found that 75% of those on the most wanted criminal list in Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Albuquerque are illegal aliens. As a result of Trump's comments on aliens, businesses are punishing him by canceling contracts just because the left doesn't like the truth. Honestly, since when does America not allow freedom of speech to be heard? Donald Trump is an example of what will happen to anyone who disagrees with the prevailing spirit now in America. The Bible says that the last days will be days where good is bad and bad is good, and America is a living example. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. And just to clarify, first hour bumper tunes courtesy of Janet Jackson, Def Leppard, Rage Against the Machine, Stevie Nicks, Todd Rundgren, and now Kraftwerk, all nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in their 2019 induction ceremony. So there you have it. That's the theme of today's bumper music as nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which were announced last month. I'm deviating from my other theme, which... Other than Lee Michaels, our operations manager, no one has been able to guess who it is so uh, or what my theme has been uh, for my bumper tunes. But today I'm letting you in on the secret. Uh, just for today, though, it's uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees that were announced last month. Uh, one final short segment uh, this hour. I did want to get to the constant ridicule. I've seen a lot of um, I, I've seen a lot of memes making fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is the uh, 29-year-old young lady who was recently elected as a uh, member of Congress, I believe in New York's, I forget the number of the congressional district, but it basically represents part of the Bronx, Queens, whatnot. And people are making fun of her because, you know, she went on video and saying, we need to get all three chambers of the government back. You know, well, what she meant to say is basically three legs of government, president, House and Senate. But when she says three chambers, people thought she meant to say three branches of government. Well, three branches of government are executive branch, legislative branch, and judicial branch. Okay. And people are ridiculing her for that. People are making fun of her because she said she didn't have enough to, she couldn't afford to live in an apartment in Washington, D.C., you know, when she moves there for her new job and, and everything else. And uh, I, I'm here to say that, uh, 
disagree with her policy all you want. I mean, she's a she's an avowed democratic socialist. All right, I don't want government taking care of everything. I don't want government uh, imposing single payer health care or taking away our firearms or free college or all that because free is not free. Let's just be honest. So debate her on the merits of policy all you want, but to dismiss her for the things she's doing on social media and engaging with constituents on social media, that's a mistake. And I think we as conservatives can definitely learn more from that because conservatives are constantly being chided as a all-white male misogynistic party that's out of touch, a bunch of rich white guys that don't know how to use social media. And, I mean, she's done things on social media like, you know, there was one video where she was making soup and talking politics and doing a Q&A session right there on the Instagram live video. This is constituent outreach. She's talking to people who are actually in her district. And there are, probably, there are likely a lot of people outside her district that are also weighing in. But guess what? All of Congress, they make decisions that are going to affect the entire country. So in essence, it probably behooves us to engage with these people on a regular basis. And this is something conservatives can learn from. You know, again, I can't emphasize enough. The substance of the policies to criticize, fair game. But the methodology in which she's getting your message out and, and, and to belittle her and make fun of her, uh, I don't see how that helps our cause at all. In fact, I could only see that hampering our cause. If we get more people on our side of the aisle, the conservative side of the aisle, doing the things that she's doing, being engaging on social media, being available for constituent outreach, I mean, instant availability via social media, it's powerful. It's a powerful medium today. And the fact our side hasn't continued, hasn't really utilized it as universally as they should, um, that's a concern. So uh, we can make fun of her all she wants and make fun of the fact that they're eating their own when she protests Nancy Pelosi's office. But um, this is someone that Republicans can definitely learn some things from, that is for sure. Folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up in mere moments right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can. This giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And until December 2nd, you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Plus, save on other photo gifts. It's our best deal of the season. So get Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code RADIO60. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code RADIO60. Mom always used to say, you are what you eat. And she was right. But who knows what's healthy anymore? Here's something. Drink Super Beets. Super Beets is a circulation superfood. Just one glass a day helps give you the cardiovascular power of this amazing vegetable. Why is this important to you? It's all about healthy blood flow. If you're over 40, your body may be losing its efficiency around energy, stamina, and even maintaining healthy blood pressure. Drinking good-for-you superfoods helps feed your body's cardiovascular and circulatory system and boost your stamina and energy at the core level. Professional and college athletes trust Superbeats to help them be their best, and you should too. Go to elderbeats.com and try Superbeats for yourself. And right now you get an additional 30-day supply of Superbeats for no additional cost with your first order, plus free shipping. Go to elderbeats.com today or call 800-996-3406. 800-996-3406. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. 
Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I'm proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.